have been the victims of skillful social engineering and the automatic knee-jerk reaction to reject what I'm about to tell you about is wrong. It is a mistake. I am telling the truth. And all through the show, all night, you will hear somebody telling the truth. No matter how strange it seems, just remember, you've been tricked. This is the truth. What you believed before you heard this, if you did not know that this was really happening, was a skillfully designed lie created to mislead you. You're listening to the Vault of Sound. I shouldn't mention the word Serpo because it's gotten so much flack uh, from a lot of critics. But he was part of that Serpo exchange program. I never did get hypnotized to find out exactly what happened. Most likely, the reptilians and the greys who are allied, actually the reptilians are, are actually more powerful than the greys and they, they rule over that, that race. But so it all began with Roswell. The, the Roswell craft that crashed in, uh, actually it was about 75 miles northwest of Roswell. Uh, five aliens were dead, but one survived. Evie had a tendency to lie and for over a year would give only the desired answers to questions asked. Those questions which would have resulted in an undesirable answer went unanswered. At some point during the second year of captivity, he began to open up and the information derived from Evie was startling to say the least. And this compilation of his revelations became the foundation of what would later be finished called the Yellow Book. He brought a copy of the Yellow Book with him in 1964, which is their history of the universe. And uh, he uh, updated the Elder Book to the time to the Roswell crash in 1947. So he was able to update the book for us, but it's, 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 it's on a tablet kind of, of um, a nine by uh, 12 inches or nine by 10 inches and it's maybe an inch or inch and a half or two inches thick. And uh, when you uh, try to read it, it automatically follows your eye movement. So we, as you read down the page, it moves the page up. And uh, I understand that the longest time that anybody's tried to reach the, read the yellow book was 22 hours. But they say it takes a lifetime to get through it. And you spend your 
entire career reading Yellow Book. Uh, and then you'd, you'd have to live another another 80 years. If you lived to be 80 years old, you need to live another 80 years to understand it. In late 1951, E.B. became ill. Medical personnel had been unable to determine the cause of E.B.'s illness and had no background from which to draw. E.B.'s system was chlorophyll-based and he processed food and energy much the same as plants. Waste material was excreted almost exactly the same as plants. In a futile attempt to save E.B. and to try and gain favor with this technological superior alien race, the United States began broadcasting a call for help early in 1952 into the vast regions of space. If you know they're better than you, and if you know they can lick you, you better try and be friends with them, and that's what this effort was all about. Allegedly, what happened in 79, there was some sort of information exchange going on where there were actual live aliens at the facility. There were 22 people with Majestic Clearance. I had Majestic Clearance. Majestic Clearance was designated as uh, clearance 38 levels above Q Clearance, and Q Clearance is the civilian uh, top secret clearance. The lower level of the craft, the floor itself is hexagonal. Little hexagonal squares and the hatch or if you want to call it a hatch the access way to get in there is an ingenious little assembly it's a honeycomb structure and if you put your fingers in one end of the honeycomb and push all the honeycombs will collapse in on each other making a hole there were three large gravity amplifiers and that's what, what emits the gravitational waves that propel the craft. Allegedly, this interaction has occurred since, you know, man was a simian creature. And, uh, you know, there were genetic alterations made. 65 or 63 uh, corrections or additions to the genetic makeup uh, that finally resulted in, you know, a, a human creature. The, the crafts originated from uh, a planet that orbited the Zeta Reticuli star system, Zeta Reticuli 1 and Zeta Reticuli 2, or two, two stars of a binary star system. Uh, the craft allegedly came from there. This, of course, is the uh, star system that uh, Betty Hill uh, depicted in uh, her star map drawing that she did, and uh, later an astronomer uh, worked it out that it was um, Zeta Reticuli. Despite the fact that Marjorie Fish tried thousands of different combinations of stars to try to match Betty's pattern, she was able to find one and only one pattern that matched angle for angle, line length for line length, what Betty had drawn. The star pattern makes sense from nearest star to nearest star to nearest star. The sun is part of the pattern. Quite remarkably, every one of the stars in the pattern is the right kind for planets and life. Zeta-1 and Zeta-2 reticuli are the closest to each other pair of stars suitable for planets and life in our entire neighborhood. Instead of being isolated from their neighbors as we are, 
Zeta-1 and Zeta-2 are a hundred times closer to each other than we are to our nearest neighbor. It would not be surprising if space travel developed earlier between such close neighbors. Zeta-1 and 2 reticuli are over a billion years older than Earth, clearly giving any beings living there a long evolutionary head start on us. They checked our eyes, ears, nose, throat, took samples of our hair, fingernail, and they scraped our skin. With me, they touched my body with little points on wires. They said he was checking my nervous system. And then they attempted to insert a needle-like instrument in my navel. I objected that it would hurt, and he said it shouldn't hurt. When he did this, it caused a great deal of pain. He said it was a pregnancy test, and I said, well, that's no pregnancy test here. Betty Hill was right. It's difficult to imagine Betty Hill inventing medical techniques that did not yet exist on Earth unless her UFO experience actually occurred. At that point, we left the craft and went back to the car, and we stood there by the car, and we watched the craft leave. It was not a fantasy. It was a real experience. It seems clear to me that Betty and Barney Hill were taken on board a flying saucer in New Hampshire in 1961. The story must be taken at face value. It's true. The fact that that one alien survived, that's what started the whole thing in motion because uh, he was taken to Los Alamos laboratories uh, in New Mexico and uh, we communicated with him. And that was the beginning of the contact with Serpo. We were able to figure out how to communicate with the device, the communications device that was found on the craft. Our people would be taken on board their craft and uh, taken to their planet for a period of 10 years. That was the arrangement. And in return, they would leave one of their people here, which they did. Uh, and the craft would arrive here in April of 1964. That was sort of the scene that was shown in Close Encounters. They, were, they, took, they took a 10-month journey to Serpo on the alien craft, and they remained on Serpo for 13 years. It was supposed to be there only for 10 years, but they lost track of time. Uh, it turned out that just about everything in, his, in the movie was very accurate, uh, with the exception of the landing place. It took place at the Nevada test site, not at the Devil's Tower. The thought is that even the idea for Close Encounters of the Third Kind was presented to him, and he made the film based upon the information that he was given from his contacts there. Uh, he, the information that he, astronauts who came back um, all died within perhaps five or six years of their return. They were tasked with basically learning as much as they possibly could about the supposedly did take thousands of pictures, um, tons of notes were, were written. Uh, they also used, uh, evidently, tape recorders, of course, to verbally record what they saw and experienced. The information first started coming to a gentleman by the name of Victor Martinez, who received an email from a person who called himself anonymous and claimed to be an ex-DIA Defense Intelligence Agency employee who had information concerning an exchange program between 
U.S. astronauts and a foreign, more than foreign, an alien uh, civilization that became known as the Ebens. Beginning with Roswell, there were uh, survivors from the crash there. There was some communication that took place between the survivors of the crash and their off-world civilization that they came from. They eventually came back. They communicated with members of the U.S. intelligence and military. And this led to a further discussion, apparently, between the human race and the Evens concerning an exchange program that would take place. And eventually, by the time it got into uh, the early 60s, it was formally put together and decided upon a time to have the uh, exchange take place. Uh, according to the story from Project Serpo itself, is that there were 12 who went. Uh, it was a mix between men and women. Uh, and two of the, uh, as they were called, Serponauts, uh, did die. One died in transit to Serpo, and another one died while on the planet. So 12 went out, uh, 10 basically survived it, and two apparently stayed. And this is this is something that's somewhat up to uh, debate concerning the information that uh, was provided. In retrospect, looking back at it, and along with some of the other information that did come up about it, I would say it's very highly likely that Project Serpo itself is somewhat of a cover for actual exchange programs that did occur, either a specific program or multiple programs that did occur necessarily again as Serpo being the planet or Zeta Reticuli being the star system, but again some type of an exchange program that did occur. So it was a, a classic view of the uh, shorter gray type alien, uh, you know, three and a half to four feet tall with a large bulbous head. Uh, although while on planet, uh, there were descriptions of various other races indicated that they did see there as uh, evidenced by the reports that came back concerning when they, they came across them in some of the larger community settings there while they were on planet. So the first question is, why are they abducting us? Why are they taking us up in spaceships? Why are they creating a hybrid race, part human, part alien? Uh, how is the military connected with that? There are a lot of questions. In actuality, there are answers way beyond anything that we have been led to believe exists. You see more information from coming from the uh, talking heads uh, telling us about the state of the world and how bad it is and how bad the opponents are. There's something more. Listening to the Vault of Sound.